friends, here we are once again. Talk about that delicious, healthy candy we call cereal. My name is Justin McElroy, and I am a cereal enthusiast. My name is Dan Goubert, and I am a a cereal pathfinder of sorts, or sort of a, a way a waykeeper, I guess. A, a, sort sugar, of a sugary, sugary Sherpa. Yeah, uh, a monk of the munchy path. Welcome, everyone, to The Empty Bowl, a relaxing show about cereal. It's a meditative podcast where we ask that you shut off your brain for the next or however many minutes. You relax, close your eyes if it's safe, and just think about cereal. Because that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> you want to start with some, some recent news stories? News is putting it mildly. This one is... This is a bombshell. This is yeah, massive it, news. It really sounds like uh, sort of the Cap'n is back. Cap'n Crunch, uh, who you might remember from his most recent new cereals, were the, the Chocolatey Berry Crunch and also the Strawberry Shortcake Crunch, which really sort of were underwhelming. Uh, they both sort of tried and failed to nail the strawberry, but it really sounds like he's sort of... Uh, uh, picking up the pace on sort of the, the more tantalizing sweetness with a cotton candy crunch that's coming out, I believe, sometime early this summer. Mm. It looks, I mean, it looks absolutely delicious. I can't lie. We're talking about crunch berries and the classic cotton candy pink and blue. Presumably that would be uh, vanilla being the pink and sort of blueberry in the or blue raspberry, perhaps that that delicious fake, fake berry <laughs> flavor. Yeah, I don't really know how you sort of define cotton candy flavor. It feels like one of those things that, when it's in sort of a sweet product, it has a very undeniably, like pinpointable flavor. But in reality, it's much different. Sort of like the the fake watermelon of the world. There's definitely a slight hint of caramelization that I think. <laughs> would take place in, in a cotton candy creation procedure that gives it some of its its distinctive flavor, I would have to imagine. I'm wondering if this might be sort of the captain's chance to sort of remedy the many mouth laceration problems he's had, because if he could make this cereal melt in your mouth and sort of just soothe your palate, he could really do, like undo half a decade or, sorry, half a century of damage. Um, I, I am excited by this flavor. I know my, my four-year-old will be obsessed. Uh, I can't wait to try it. Yeah, I really just need it for sort of the, the color theory value alone. It reminds me of, of Rose Quartz and Serenity, if you remember those former Pantone colors of the year. <laughs> they've always just, they've been in my head for, for several years, and I can't wait to see them in the breakfast bowl. What else do we have coming down the old cereal chute? Uh, so speaking of sort of the, the bluer fruit flavors, uh, General Mills' new Blueberry Cheerios, have uh, they have been spotted in stores already as recently as a couple of days ago, so you can expect them at most other grocery stores probably in the coming two weeks or so. I am, I am looking forward to it. Yeah, it really sort of fills a void of blueberry that I think is in the cereal aisle right now because... Ever since sort of blueberry toast crunch disappeared, I've kind of been lacking that really potent burst of like, you know, those Kellogg's gummy blueberry fruit snacks that are just so iconically 
juicy. <laughs> yeah, I used to be uh, absolutely obsessed with uh, blueberry muffin tops, which was a cereal that I adored so much that I actually, when I was back at uh, Joystick, AOL's video game blog, I actually got uh, Molto Meal to sponsor a breakfast of uh, blueberry muffin tops at a, a PAX East one year. Uh, Man. Many, many moons ago. But uh, they brought like tons of boxes of cereal and milk for everybody and it was it was a joyous day i wonder if you guys just sort of tanked their supply and that's why it sort of went off the market not too long after i I did my part in marketing it i don't know what else they needed from me there's actually if you if you search youtube you will find a very stilted interview that i did with multi meal at the event talking about how much (laughs) i love blueberry muffin tops i bet that one has to be uh sort of bent on coming back soon just because Multo Meal sort of understanding their value as that underdog cereal brand that can really latch onto a classic. Now, this next story, I don't know if they're, if we've had a better fit for our sort of uh, brand next, uh, next headline. Yeah, if there ever were sort of a calming cereal podcast translated into a real cereal, it might be Bob Ross's The Joy of Cereal, which is sort of the, the latest in a long line of promotional tie-in cereals you can find at FYE. Uh, they usually go for like a lot more than a normal cereal box, and they're usually always, as is the case here, just sort of oat rings paired with different shaped marshmallows. But it's really one of those instances where whether you need this as maybe an art piece for your living room or perhaps... Uh, a talisman of positive auras sure, for yeah. the room in which you listen to this podcast, I think it might be a perfect fit. There's some very interesting marshmallows here. Yeah, I am intrigued by the amount of, uh, I'm assuming, money and time that went into creating all these. I'm trying to read here on the, the tech. We got Charming Little Cabin marshmallows. Yeah, uh, definitely hearts. the first time uh, a log cabin has ever been perhaps made edible in marshmallow form. Uh, there's also lovely little bushes, <laughs> which I believe was for the vegans out there. Happy little trees, obviously. I think uh, the most impressive one to me is the happy little accident, which really just looks like it sort of looks like Yoda's head, but it's entirely it red. <laughs> or kind maybe like a like, very saucy pair of wax lips, maybe. A spicy lemon. <laughs> it's hard to say. But uh, <laughs> I won't be eating that because I'm very unimpressed with. Uh, licensed cereals i was put off yeah, by at the end of the day <laughs> burning me too many times yeah if there's not even sort of a miniature uh bob ross canvas in there or perhaps on the back of the box they sort of miss the opportunity oh paint by numbers on the back of the box would be amazing oh yes and you can sort of smear the marshmallows into it <laughs> that's less amazing I am so excited to talk about your first uh, serial review. Yeah, you just sort of texted me out of the blue about this one and said, you have to get this cereal to try. Um, it's imported all the way from Mexico, so you'll have to use sort of an online merchandiser if you want to get your hands on it, or perhaps your slender feathered fingers on it, because it's... Your weird anthropomorphic <laughs> fingers. It's Fruit Loops Tropical. Um, We'll call it Tropical Fruit Loops here, I believe. That's probably just a product of the sort of the corporate name formatting. But it's a again a Mexico exclusive Fruit Loops flavor that just looking at the box promises banana, pineapple, 
mango, and orange flavors. So I know you were a big fan of the the wild berry Fruit Loops, and yes, uh, I wasn't those. the biggest fan of those, so I was I was approaching these with some hesitance, but I was also blown away. But I want to hear your thoughts first. Yeah, I the main thing that I was looking for, I hoped for it uh, actually before I even opened the box, and I definitely got a big hit of it uh, on the on the nose, and uh, it was that pineapple flavor that pineapple lifesaver yes yes flavor that i wanted it, that like i don't think cereal has done i mean like if, if, if you i mean you might know better than me but if it has existed anywhere else i have not been aware of it but that um that cereal that sort of pineapple fruity tropically vibe um and it really comes through nicely i think it's really that that part especially um i am I will say I'm a little less impressed by the banana, especially we, we you know, there's so many pungent, uh, strong f- fake banana flavors out there. Uh, I would have loved a little bit more of that. And mango is kind of a muted taste anyway. You know, it's just more of a sweet, uh, a little more nuanced. So I can see why that was hard to capture in a ring. Um, and orange is kind of a gimme. But uh, overall, the way they came together, I thought was just really, really, uh, really pleasant. Yeah, I agree. It definitely, uh, the tropical vibes are strong. The pineapple, it reminded me more of like a, a pineapple gummy bear, like the clear ones. Sure, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's another thing like cotton candy where it's just so specific in its artificial execution. Um, uh, I, I did kind of like how it sort of tempered off to a more mild banana aftertaste. Mm. Um, but I think all in all, this is just what I think more American Fruit Loops varieties should be because it seems like both America and Canada are really fixated on birthday cake Fruit Loops, which compared to like actually including four real fruit flavors seems like just the polar opposite in terms of uh, eclectic creative inspiration. I am I'm obsessed with the pineapple ones. Like I would love a bowl of just those, uh, maybe with some dried pineapple in there. Something like that would be good. Uh, I or, or a, a, a more neutral marshmallow maybe but uh i i think it's delicious i what do you think the odds are and this is so tough to say but what do you think the odds are that we get these stateside oh man i mean if we build up enough hype for them sort of like the if we host maybe a sponsored uh meal featuring just these much in the same vein maybe we could bring them into sort of uh the american kellogg sphere yes but now that you say that i really want that because do you think if you combined these with the birthday cake, it would be like a pineapple upside down cake? Oh my God, Dan, you're speaking my language. We need I, to make it happen. I did you get any? This is hard to put my finger on, and I didn't even find it like completely unappealing. But I found it, especially in the smell, like this very slight. I don't know how to describe it other than children's Tylenol, like <laughs> that. It made me feel like a wine connoisseur like a sommelier like i'm getting a very faint and i'm loving it but children's tylenol just sort of like a like a very faint medicine-y i don't know i don't i didn't hate it but i i i do i did sort of get that vibe yeah it's like the it's like pharmacy store candy like a pharmacy brand candy (laughs) it's really got that subtle interchange of sterility and you know sort of sweetness i have I don't know how many people I've told that I import Fruit Loops from Mexico, but it makes me feel like a serial hipster in a way few other things have. 
yeah, I mean, so I've, I've shipped cereal to Canada, and I've also gotten it from South Korea as well. So I'm basically a cereal importer-exporter. Sure. Um, I would love to keep talking about this cereal, but we have two others we want to do quick quick hits on. Yeah, so I just want to do a quick rundown of this this dude on Twitter who runs like a bakery of his own called Baked AF. He was showing off pictures of his cereal bunt cakes, and I just commented on how good they looked, and he immediately offered to like send me a dozen of them in the mail, oh. which <laughs> I think is just one of those things you have to put on your resume, right? Or at least... Right etch onto one of the lines of your headstone as your greatest accomplishment <laughs> of soliciting donuts in the mail successfully. Um, but yeah, these arrived, and I thought they were donuts by the picture, but it turns out they're mini bunt cakes, so they're kind of this interesting interchange between uh, sort of like a really moist cupcake and then an actual donut. But they're, they're pretty big, no bigger than like the diameter of an apple, and the four flavors are inspired by Fruity Pebbles, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Cocoa Puffs, and then Cap'n Crunch. So I think they did a pretty good job on these of sort of drizzling on creative new flavors like Streusel and maybe uh, Blue Raspberry in the Cap'n Crunch one I noted as well. So I do like when uh, you know smaller sort of independent startups are trying to make the most of cereal, so sure, I try to give them a little props when I can, when they do it right. Anything to get the so word good out job. about Anything to get the word out about cereal, I say. Yeah, and, and they send them by mail anywhere, so if you want to get yourself sort of the gift of donuts, in a sense, I feel like there's a bit about that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds uh, familiar. I am being served, by the way, on uh, Seriallessly.net. I am currently being served, in this, next to this review, uh, two different bump pans that I was looking at recently on Amazon. But jokes on them. <laughs> I already bought one from Amazon. Nordicware Platinum Collection. Anniversary bump pan, folks. It's the way to go. Uh, three, 1,307 five-star reviews. Can't be wrong. Um, <laughs> this, uh, this last one uh, sounds challenging. Yeah, this is more, again, one of those cereals you want to bronze and maybe hang next to a bust rather than eat, but it is a box of Lucky Charms All Marshmallows. Um, this is kind of the third time now that Lucky Charms has held a contest to give away boxes of only marshmallows as sort of these very fancy, very holographic, very, very rainbow-speckled, and of course, entirely sugar-by-weight pretty much, uh, boxes of the iconic Marbits, and this is actually the third box of these that I've actually gotten in my cereal career. Wow. I feel like like that's winning several Oscars in a sense, but the first one was probably the rarest because that was when they only made 10 of them, and I think my friend Gabe from Cereal Time, he acquired like three of 10 ever made, like from across the, the country in a sense, wow. and was lucky wow. enough to share one. But I kind of learned my lesson when I ate them the first time there that this is something that is more of like an interpretive art experiment to put in milk because if you know like those crayon sculptures that they have where they all drip down into like this, right, this squiggly yeah. rainbow, it's basically like that and and just as appetizing. <laughs> it's uh, it, yeah, it's challenging. It looks it looks challenging. Um, uh, Gabe's videos are great, by the way. I've been watching sometimes. At night, right before I go to bed, I'll enjoy a bowl of cereal and a cereal time video. Perfect pairing. It's a delight. Yeah, he's got the, the really, like, museum curator voice, in a sense, yeah. when it comes to cereal. It's great.
So for our third segment, we like to loosen our collars a little bit, relax, and uh, just unwind with with uh, sort of a wild card, you know, whatever sort of strikes us. Um, and this uh, this week we have uh, a, a segment here, mascot makeovers. You've called it. Who do we think should uh, maybe could use a, a, a freshening up, perhaps? Yeah, so this was inspired by sort of by seeing Toucan Sam and his really just articulate fingers and wondering how we might sort of modernize one of these mascots in a way that is maybe less horrifying. I know this isn't popular. This won't be a popular take, but I would love a Captain Crunch that is incredibly realistic. <laughs> Just like, you know, King Vitamin, or sorry, King Vitamin, as we discussed. I, <laughs> Vitaman. That, yeah, King Vitaman. Uh, that was, uh, had a real fella in a crown on a box for a while. I would love just like a salty, haggard sea captain just shoveling uh, Captain Crunch biscuits into my mouth. <laughs> like hold a contest to see who can who can be sort of the most barnacled of the bunch. Yeah, a real salty fella. Is he going to be sort of welcoming or like in a, in a grandfatherly sense or are you imagining just really off-putting? <laughs> no, not off-putting. I mean, I feel like he's like a lighthouse keeper maybe. I, yeah, I like I captured these for you from the sea. Like I brought these to you from the sea. And and here they are. How about you, Dan? Who would you like to see get a get a, a touch up? You know, I'm thinking it's got to be one of the monster serials, right? Okay. Um, okay. With, with various changes in horror movie culture, I know I said it wouldn't be horrifying, but perhaps we can make these more tastefully horrifying. Like if uh, if maybe Booberry sort of didn't have a body and a hat anymore and he instead sort of existed maybe in like an ARG sense where he's a sort of haunting bedrooms paranormal activity style I think by allowing sort of our brains to picture what Booberry would look like it really allows for more creative interpretation I would love to uh, return to the classic uh, mascot of Lucky Charms Waldo the Wizard now he's yes. not the original. Lucky's still the original, but for a while there in the seventies, Waldo the Wizard replaced uh, <laughs> replaced Lucky in New England only. Just had, he ducked in there, and uh, for some reason was the mascot for a while. I would love to bring Waldo back, and he's like imprisoned Lucky, and kids <laughs> have to buy a certain number of uh, boxes of cereal to free lucky and return him to his scheming ways okay i see your waldo the wizard and i raise you a war of the wizards and they bring back cookie jarvis as well who is the original <laughs> cookie crisp mascot who is also a powerful wizard who could do battle with waldo and save the world <laughs> uh did you know that there is a um a uh retired competitive eater named uh, edward cookie jarvis Really? It's Man. true. I wonder if he knows the legacy he's inherited. <laughs> have to imagine, right? I mean, you don't you don't get into the professional eating biz and not know you're named after a food lord. Yeah, imagine how he does on the chocolate chip challenge.
Well, Dan, this has been a delight as always. I'm sorry my voice isn't up to snuff, although maybe it's got its own relaxing timbre. Uh, I don't know. Uh, where can people find more content from you about uh, this sugary vegetable that we call cereal? Uh, that would be at cerealistly.net. Uh, I think the next thing on my docket is to get a hold of a box of blueberry Cheerios, so hopefully by the time uh, our next episode comes around, I'll have some thoughts on that. And I would like you to know that I offered the owner of Serialistly.com $1,000 uh, for what? that URL, but uh, I was turned down flat, so I did make my uh, I'm honored. effort. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it, didn't, it didn't pan out. And I don't what know if I would have closed the deal if he had accepted the man <laughs> alive. I was curious. What is he currently using it for? Is it just out of spite? I, I, it's, uh, Dan, I, the only thing I can figure out is he just doesn't want you to have it. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's, a personal, it's a personal attack on you, Dan Goubert, because it doesn't do anything. The URL doesn't even go to like one of those link farm scam sites. It just doesn't work. And, that uh, man, that man's name, Waldo the Wizard. <laughs> yeah, who who would have guessed? Um, anyway, folks, thanks so much for listening. If you could, if you want to support our show, uh, half that money goes to keep seriously running, and half of it goes to a food bank here in uh, my hometown of Huntington, West Virginia. So if you go to bold.rest, uh, we are on Anchor, and there you can uh, make a monthly contribution to our program. We sure appreciate that. And if if you don't want to go that way, or even if you do, you would. Uh, Subscribe to our program in your favorite app and uh, leave us a review. That's that's extremely helpful. We're we're ten episodes in now, uh, and uh, we we are just enjoying every moment. Uh, like every great podcast, it's taken us seven months to get to <laughs> eleven episodes. <laughs> Time moves slower in the great cereal bowl in the sky. That's right. That's right. There's no rush. It's cereal, baby. Anyway, uh, that's gonna do it for us. So until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. And I'm Dan Bear. And as always, don't forget to drink the to milk. To drink the milk. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it. <laughs> Close enough.